You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is highlights from our weekly service. Happy Christmas! Welcome to Northern Lights MCC. We are part of a worldwide denomination who celebrate the essential Christian message that the inclusive love of God is for everyone. At this time of celebration, it is a delight to welcome you to church today. You are welcome if this is your first time or you're a regular, whether you've ever joined us in person or only online. Maybe you're listening on the podcast or catching up a few years down the line to find out what we did in COVID times. Welcome. Most of the things that you need for the service today will be on the screen in front of you. You may wish to have a candle to light during the prayers and some bread and wine or biscuits and juice to have during communion. Please feel free to take part in as much or as little as you feel comfortable with. Let's take a moment to still ourselves in God's presence and let go of the busyness and burdens of the week we've just had. It was a joy to see some of you for our Christmas Day service. In this year of surprises and opportunities, who could have known it would bring us together for a Christmas service which we've not had for many years? I hope you were able to spend the day in a way which honoured your soul. It may not be a time of joy for all of us. Many of us were apart from those that we love, separated by distance, lockdown restrictions, commitments to each other's safety and well-being and separated even by death and the loss of loved ones. So if it was not an easy Christmas for you, I hope you know that God was with you and will be with you. Tonight, we celebrate Christmas. We think about Emmanuel, God with us. We hear readings from John and a sermon from our guest preacher, David Austin, who asks us, which disciple are you? Loving God, open our hearts to the Spirit, that we might, with your help, discern the meaning of the gospel and carry this out into the world. Amen. A reading from 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 to 9. We declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. This life was revealed, and we have seen it and testify to it, and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. We declare to you what we have seen and heard, so that you may also have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not do what is true. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. 
If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 21, verses 19b to 24. Jesus said to Peter, follow me. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them. He was the one who had reclined next to Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about him? Jesus said to him, If it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? Follow me. So the rumour spread in the community that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die, but if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who is testifying to these things and has written them, and we know that his testimony is true. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Happy Christmas. It's good to be with you today on our first Sunday after Christmas Day. Christ is born. He is here amongst us. Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you to Pastor Ronnie for inviting me to speak. I'm sorry I can't be with you in person. For those who don't know me, my name is the Reverend David Austin and I'm the vicar for two churches in Oldham in Greater Manchester. I'm also a member of Inclusive Church. I train for ministry, for ordained ministry at St John's College in Durham. So I was able then, between the years 2009 and 2011, to, to attend MCC Newcastle, where Cecilia Eggleston was pastor. So greetings to those who remember me, to Charlotte, to Andy Lumsden, to Mike Wardle and to others. This Sunday we're marking the life of St John, Apostle and Evangelist. Hence our readings today, purportedly written by him. Now I won't go into the argument for pseudonymity. The main thing is we have these writings purportedly from him a close companion of Jesus's earthly life. Indeed, from him who was described as a beloved disciple, the one who reclined at Jesus's breast at the Last Supper, in close proximity to the one who John describes as a word made flesh. Now I wonder, which of the disciples do you most relate to? Is it Peter? or Andrew, maybe Thomas or one of the female followers, Mary Magdalene or Martha. There they were gathered in that upper room in a fellowship meal together 
in a close family setting, in a gathering where Jesus called them family and friends, his chosen family rather than his biological one. I wonder what marked John out as the beloved disciple. What was it about his intimacy with Jesus? Maybe it was like in the novel, The Shack, where God calls everybody beloved. Each follower is special to him. No one outranks another. I know I would love to be called a beloved disciple by Jesus. Now in John's Gospel, humanity and divinity come together, as does a coexistence of time and eternity, and of heaven manifested on earth. These are some of the many paradoxes of scripture, of seemingly impossible things brought together, held in creative tension. And the most paradoxical of all is of course that the divine creator of the universe is born in human form, fully God and fully human, without compromise, without dilution, in essence integrated, a living, breathing miracle, living in a stable, asleep in an animal's sleeping trough. You don't need to understand all the Christological arguments or the early church controversies to appreciate the miracle of that new birth. The unfolding of the angelic promise made to Mary, as she starts to understand the responsibilities that she and Joseph have to bear as they bring up that vulnerable child in their care. Indeed, tomorrow, which will be the 28th of December, is marked as Holy Innocence Day, when King Herod sought to commit infanticide, killing the male children aged two years and under, living in Bethlehem. A price was on Jesus' head, right from the start of his birth. Born in poverty, born homeless and on the run, born a refugee, born to live as an alien, in a foreign land for his early childhood in Egypt. He knew from an early age what isolation and marginalisation was about, about being treated as an outsider, before he settled back in his home country of, of Israel, settling in Nazareth, where he grew up, where he enjoyed those largely silent years before his public ministry began at the age of 30. But let's not jump ahead too far. After all, Christ has only just been born. His parents are still squatting in the stable, unable to find temporary accommodation. Their arrival has gone largely unnoticed, apart from the consent of the innkeeper and the shepherds who discovered them, holed up in that unsanitary animal shelter. It would be maybe up to two years before the Magi, the wise men, arrive with their expensive gifts. Where they find the Holy Family and the infant Jesus, now living in a house in Bethlehem, 
rather than in a stable. And their visitation we will mark later in January in the festival of Epiphany. The word Epiphany comes from the Greek meaning manifestation. It was all an inauspicious start for one who would transform the world and turn darkness to light. How silently, how silently that a wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessing of his heaven. So God is manifest here on earth. We know the famous prologue in St John's Gospel, often read by candlelight on Christmas Eve. How light came into the world, how darkness could not overcome it. Light came from a heavenly place, but not a star or a comet, but a baby born on earth. Not an astral or meteoric body, but a body made of flesh and blood, conceived and pregnant. And then receiving postnatal care, breastfed by his teenage mother. The wonders abound. The paradoxes of the uncreated and the eternal being born to earth, into the temple, of the transcendent high and holy God becoming imminent of God with us, Emmanuel. No wonder, as John says, no wonder all the theology books, all the science books, all the books on earth could not describe or contain the magnitude and the magnificence of this self-giving love. Of God giving God's self to the world, as we hear in that famous verse in scripture of John 3.16. And in the letter of John, 1 John, we hear as he wrote, about the manifestation and the revelation of God, which he had heard and seen and touched. When he knew the earthly child made man, where he walked and talked with his disciples, where Jesus' disciples saw him and ate with him, as John did at that Last Supper. And John testifies to that experience, to that, to that known reality of his, of what occurred in his own lifetime, of God made known, of God making himself known in the face of Christ. As John writes, the eternal life that was with the Father was revealed to us. So I wonder, I wonder, how has God revealed himself to you? Have you received a manifestation, a showing of God this Christmas tide? If not, would you like to? You are invited at this time, as it were, to give birth to Christ, to become pregnant with Christ. 
Now there is a Christmas prayer which was written by the Protestant reformer Martin Luther when he writes, Our dearest Jesus, holy child, make thee a bed soft and defiled within my heart that it may be a quiet chamber kept for thee. My heart for very joy doth leap, my lips no more can silence keep. I too must sing with joyful tongue that sweetest ancient song. Glory to God in highest heaven, who unto man his son hath given. For angels sing with pious mirth, a glad new year to all on the earth. So I'll, I'll end with the words of the famous Christmas carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem, as we pray together. O Holy Child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. So may God reveal God's self to you this Christmas time, as you wait for the unfolding of the miracle, as you ponder upon the giving of the gift of Christ himself, who is born into our midst. May God bless you. May you have a very happy Christmas and a healthy new year. Amen. In the knowledge that our God is as close to us as the air that we breathe, we confidently bring all our prayers before him. We pray for those who lead and govern the nations of this world. May the Holy Spirit guide them to be wise in their judgments and honest in all they do, so that fear, hatred and oppression may give way to reconciliation, peace and harmony. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all refugees and those who have no home, sleeping on the streets or drifting from one refuge to another. As the Holy Family were refugees and lost, may we see their faces in all who were lost and are longing for a home and a family of their own. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who work on the land, at sea, in the city and in industry, and for those tasked to make decisions about the world's resources. May your spirit guide them to put monetary gain aside 
and seek the welfare of all human beings. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We celebrate the birth of our Saviour, a beacon of hope, mercy and new life. Let us pray for all who remain in the darkness of addiction, depression, fear, poverty and despair. May the light of God's love bring healing and new life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our Northern Lights family. We praise you for keeping us together through the dedication of our leaders. Bless us as we look toward a new year when our doors will be thrown open and we can once again worship under one roof. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all those who have died this year, for those we know and those who have died without the presence of loved ones to ease their passing. We have a God who shared every part of our humanity, even our deepest grief. We entrust all those we have lost into the tender mercy of their maker. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pause to make our own special press. We light a candle to remember all those affected by HIV and AIDS. For some, it is an illness that could be managed by medication. But for so many, because of corporate greed or poor infrastructure, there still remains a death sentence. We pray for a more just world where the needs of our brothers and sisters outweigh monetary gain. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Compassionate God, grant that all people may hear together the song of joy and find their homes in the garden of justice and hope, that we may experience the fullness of life which is your will for all in the coming of Emmanuel, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you all for being here in the service tonight. Let us say together the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit 
be with us all evermore. Amen. Merry Christmas. Go in the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about what we do, you can find us on social media or visit our website, northernlightsmcc.org.uk.